0: Oh, it's game week for Illinois football, but let's let's tie it into basketball. This is Inside Illinois Basketball, after all, and the podcast this week. We'll tell you how maybe that football game against Nebraska might just help Brad Underwood. Well,
1: it's a big weekend, not just for Brett Bielma. You know, Illinois is going to have some visitors on campus for basketball, so Brad Underwood has a chance to maybe sell Champaign-Urbana a semi-normal campus life to some top targets in the class of 2022
0: all right we'll go into recruiting we'll go into the off season we'll go into the summer league we'll go into how beautiful eureka is in this week's podcast come back after these messages hi i'm paul rudy ceo of rudy wealth management and host of paul rudy's on the money radio show every successful investor i've ever met continuously acted on a plan every failed investor i've ever met was constantly reacting to current events
1: Pia Sports Bar and Grill presents Inside Illini Basketball. Pia Sports Bar is the number one Illini Sports Enthusiast Bar in Champaign, hosting bus shuttles to all Illini Basketball home games, serving up the best wings, beers, never-ending nachos, and mouth-watering burgers. Come visit Pia Sports Bar and Grill and try our famous Grand Slam burger while watching your favorite game. Pia Sports Bar and Grill is located at 1609 West Springfield Avenue in Champaign. Come be a part of the party at PS.
0: United and it feels so good. Oh, sorry, I didn't know where you were on. Just singing a little to myself. Oh little man, Peaches welcome, and Herb, welcome back to the
1: podcast booth to me
0: this morning. This is Jim Rosso, vice president of news at the News Gazette, along with Scott Ritchie. And what got me singing and humming was, well, we're back together. We're reunited, and it feels so good. It's
1: been a Doesn't few weeks. Because I'm just going to move on past that. You were gone. That I was gone, and now we're back.
0: Oh, it's a wonderful reunion of sorts. Scott Ritchie, our award-winning basketball beat writer, had the audacity to take some time off last week. He has been punished for that. There will be ramifications.
1: What, uh, what were you doing the week before? Research. Were you here?
0: Illini basketball research.
1: How much research were you doing at Western Kentucky? <laughs>
0: Anyway, uh the good news is uh it'll be a Richie Rosso combination, I think for the, the rest of the fall, barring something unforeseen. So we'll uh no more interruptions. How about that? No more interruptions that and here's another change of pace. I'm gonna be really nice to Scott Richie.
1: Ed Bond <laughs> shaking his head, yes. Well, we're like three minutes into the podcast, so let's mark the time and then okay. we'll see where it changes. I vow to be
0: nice to our in the no rider, the rest of 2021. Wow. As long as you make correct decisions. Okay. <laughs> so there's always a <laughs> a but. <laughs> All right. We'll get into uh, Illinois basketball. It's uh, football game week. I guess we'll touch on that a little bit. Soccer. We're over there getting a tour of DeMargin Park right now. How about that? A photographic tour. They're 2 and 0. They're scoring goals out the wazoo.
1: Well, they have nine goals in their first yeah. two matches, which, I mean, there are some seasons. In fact, I think just a couple seasons ago, where I don't know that they scored nine goals for the year.
0: That's great. Janet Rayfield's team off to a rip roaring start. Home opener Thursday night. Check that out, man. That place is
1: spectacular. By the way, it does look nice. I haven't. I mean, I've only driven past it on St. Mary's Road, but yeah, it looks Dave, it looks good. If you know where
0: St. Mary's Road is in Champaign, I would say uh, tool down it one day before the sun sets because you got that spectacular uh, golf facility like no other school has. To the south, you got the track soccer to the north, and I think tennis is even uh, doing stuff, and you get to go by the Ubbin Basketball Complex, which looks like a construction site right now. Well, because it is.
1: Yeah, and, you know, in, I'm not sure what the, the final deadline is, but say in a year, probably, it's going to be one of the best practice facilities in the nation, which sort of, up and reverse back to what it was, yeah, uh, well, nineteen ninety eight, when it was the first of its kind, it was you know only was the first major college basketball program with uh kind of a standalone facility like that. So, of course, when you go know, you know, from the late nineties, early two thousands, you know they kind of fell behind. I mean, everyone or essentially everyone else caught up, but now I mean it's a total renovation on top of a rather sizable expansion. I mean, they're going to have essentially double their space, and then everything gets updated. It's going to be pretty nice when it's all done.
0: Looking forward to seeing that. Uh, brings me back to the time when I was on the beat. Illinois basketball is really good. I remind Mr. Ritchie that as often as I can. Yeah,
1: well, I think right now, though,
0: we're there again. When, when I'm on the beat, currently,
1: yeah. Illinois basketball is expected to be really good.
0: Really good kill. We'll get into the polls uh, here later in the show. Should be here about a half hour or so. Richie's already formulating his top 25, which he unveiled over the summer, but a lot of changes have been made since then. A lot of players moving, moving pieces.
1: Yeah, well, I'm going to have to account for Memphis somewhere because they added Jalen Duran, uh, who was, at the time, the number one player in the class of 2022. He reclassified, and there's a chance that they're going to get Imani Bates as well. Hmm. So they're a top 25 team now. Is that because of Rasheed Wallace? Uh, Jalen Duran committed before Rasheed, but after Larry Brown, so maybe he's a Larry Brown. Okay, but I think it's all it's all Penny. If we're gonna be honest, but he's put together uh, an interesting coaching staff. Um, started with an interesting staff because he had Mike Miller, of you know Florida and Memphis Grizzlies and Cleveland Cavaliers, Miami Heat fame, um, but who he left and he's coaching. He was coaching his sons in high school, but he added Larry Brown, who. Hasn't met a college basketball program. He can't get into trouble with the NCAA. Um, So we'll see what happens there. Should be fun. Uh, And then Rashid Wallace. I mean, that's just great.
0: All right, Penny Hardaway hasn't had the success maybe of Juwan Howard. uh, Not on the court. On the court, but uh, it's trending that way.
1: Yeah, I mean, Memphis signed the top recruiting class in the country in, what was it, 2019. Of course, James Wiseman. Only played a couple of games, then bailed and you know that team obviously just wasn't as successful as I think everyone was hoping, but keeps getting top recruits and you know, eventually you have to maybe assume the wins will come. But you know, Memphis is again, I think, you know, at least mentioned among you know the programs where you had to contend with them, certainly on the recruiting trail. Maybe if, if things come together on the court, um, in the NCAA tournament. All so. right,
0: this is inside of line eye basketball not inside Tigers basketball.
1: So let's shift gears.
0: Okay. Over to Champaign-Urbana, if you don't mind. Lots happened since you went gallivanting on your vacation, which included heavy gambling, uh, late nights, womanizing, I understand.
1: <laughs> Glad my mom <laughs> listens to this podcast. <laughs> I'm kidding, only, Robin. Only like one of those things was maybe true.
0: <laughs> Actually... And Ed Bond will get a kick out of this. I I got to go to Scott Ritchie's hometown, which I often mock, Eureka, Illinois, last week for the first time in my long history. And you know what? I loved it. I'm now Eureka's biggest fan. I stopped by the Casey's, took a picture, sent it to Ritchie. I went by the, the Welcome to Eureka Ronald Reagan sign or whatever that is. Yeah. As Sunset. Was, He's still
1: our most famous person. That's right. Lived there.
0: I took a picture of that and while I was pulled over on US 24, an angry farmer zipped up in his four-wheeler asking what I was doing. He think, I, th- I think he thought I was up to no good. I mean, and you know he, what? He probably wasn't wrong. We ended up chatting about newspapers and farming and it was a wonderful experience. So thank you, Eureka, for opening your arms. And I'll never
1: make fun of you again. Again, let's mark the time on Monday, August 23rd, 11.15 a.m. We'll see how long that lasts.
0: It brought back warm and fuzzy memories. Crossing Walnut Creek, going by the IGA, almost stopped in at Huck's.
1: Yeah, I mean, Casey's is your, your go-to.
0: They were worried that a restaurant, the Chanticleer, is that right? It's closing, closed. closed, right? yeah. yeah. They were, the, the man I talked to on the side of US24 who thought it was up to no good bemoaned the fact that the doors were closing.
1: I mean, it's factual. Okay. There, there's one less <laughs> restaurant in Eureka, which uh, the number you can still count on one hand.
0: Well, Ed Bond is looking into a remote from Eureka uh, where we can do this podcast maybe during the season. Uh, so if any business wants to step up, uh, we'd love to be there and broadcast it.
1: I mean, speaking of which, like Casey's, for all of your, if you're listening, anyone, corporate, lots of just unpaid promotion on this podcast. Mm-hmm. If you're looking to be a sponsor.
0: Okay. There we go. All right. What happened while you were gone? Let's start with uniform numbers because that seems to get everybody going. Uh, they Did they release all of them? I saw a couple tweets with pictures and numbers and things like that. Yeah. Well. What do you think?
1: I went totally off the grid this week, so let me catch up.
0: Well, uh, they uh, put out – I saw a number 11 out there, which – um, yeah, Alfonso it, Plummer. Yeah, that was 11. a little different, right? Yeah, so
1: all of the the new numbers are out. Omar Payne, number four. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, start with have scrolled fire. Brandon Pazimski, the okay. freshman, it's going with zero. Um, Omar Payne, number four. Luke Goody, number ten. Alfonso Plummer, number eleven. I mean, that's okay. That's your number. That's your number. I you think Omar, that was
0: part of the recruiting process. Like, you want to come here? We'll let you wear a number that's got some history.
1: Yeah. And for people that might be like, oh, how could they? Illinois doesn't retire numbers. They mm-hmm. honor them, obviously, uh, with you know, jersey and the rafters. But I would assume it wasn't the first to wear 11. I think everyone is pretty aware of that. Um, R.J. Melendez is wearing 15, so he's got Georgie's okay. number. And that's uh, all the new ones.
0: All right. Um, like the numbers? I'm I'm not a big zero fan for some reason never have
1: well, I mean that's that's I mean, Orlando Woolridge <laughs> isn't it <laughs> it's your first go to it's Orlando Woolridge <laughs> that, that's right. your that's your NBA basketball <laughs> fandom right there um, well Alan Griffin wore zero exactly at Illinois so there's there's precedent okay P- Brandon Pajemski won't be the first but uh, it's it's a fairly new option I think in college basketball because he couldn't always wear the zero okay or maybe the
0: double zero are we in line for new uh, new uniforms this year do you know about that?
1: I'm going to try that because I just got new ones. How many years ago? Three? Was it three years ago?
0: Hey, Oregon does it like every week. All right. Is it uh, yeah, every had, year? Oregon basically has, has, too has much.
1: Like, the How hard is it to make a uniform? We got to, you know, collaborate on do the you? design. I mean, do you see how I dress every morning? No, you don't. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but how like how many recruits are you selling on, you know, a checkered shirt and khakis? Um, no, it's they've added new options over over the years. Like the the script Illinois throwback is a great one. I'd be more interested. I think maybe fans are more interested in some throwback options because the well everyone hates the ro- the current road blues because Illinois never wins while wearing them essentially, um, but. Alternate orange, the home white. I don't think there's a lot of hate of those. Everyone hated the zigzag pattern from that was replaced. But a couple more throwback options. Maybe get a throwback to the 05 season. I think people would be interested in. That's where I would pivot. Unless you're just going for a total rebranding.
0: Other than uh, uniform numbers and looks, uh, what else is new since you've returned?
1: Well, summer workouts are. Have been over for a while, but you know, let's see. Classes started at Illinois. They start today, or is it so? Players will have a bit of time just to maybe get into a rhythm with their classes, and then prac workouts will start again. But I mean, the big news this week is recruiting because there's a rather notable event happening on Saturday that's gonna draw some recruits. The Illinois campus actually one before that um, and it makes a little sense that there's gonna be a visitor midweek because of who's coming this weekend two guys that arguably play the same position maybe you don't want them on campus together because right. they'll be looking at each other as like it's me or you you're, miss. Just <laughs> you're my size <laughs> yeah so starting Wednesday running through Friday this is Adam Zagoria who covers basketball in New York New Jersey reported this but um, Blair Academy guard uh, Otega Owe that's the New Jersey guard will be on campus at Illinois starting Wednesday coming off a rather impressive summer um, he played with team final on the EYBL circuit you know, they won the Peach Jam title I mean that was you know Jalen Duren was on that team um Corey Floyd, who was reclassifying, will play at UConn this season, was on that team. Derek Lively, who now could be one of the – because he was already rocketing up the the rankings in 2022, but with Dern and Bates both reclassifying, could be maybe in line to be a a number one recruit. Derek Lively was on that team. But um, Owe was good for that team. I mean, there's some stars on that team, and he was one of them. He averaged 13 points, four rebounds, shot. Fifty percent from the field, uh, great from three-point range. Um, in Peach Jam, had a really good championship game. Seventeen points, five rebounds, two steals uh, as team final beat Brad Beal Elite. Um, so he transferred to Blair Academy last season um, after playing at Rutgers Prep in New Jersey as a sophomore. The sophomore averaged fifteen points a game. Um, comes from a, a family of athletes. His brother, his older brother, um Odafe, I'm gonna pronounce that wrong probably. Hopefully I got it right. Uh played at Penn State, played football at Penn State and was a first round pick of the Baltimore Ravens in this year's draft. So interesting wing option, you know, six four, six five, you know, guard. Um that will be on campus and we'll see where Elma goes for there. All right, there's a football game,
0: right? At noon on Saturday, Nebraska in town Uh, Fans allowed back in the stadium. Recruits allowed, again, to be uh, uh, rolled out the red carpet for. In the end zone, maybe, what's going to go on? What's the game plan as far as that goes?
1: Well, it'll be interesting to see maybe how – because it's not 100% normal. There's obviously still some COVID protocols in place, but kind of how that affects what they do with said recruits when they're on campus. But, yeah, there's two – um, that I'm aware of for sure that are will be on official visits this weekend for the game. Two Cams, in fact. Uh, Cam Whitmore, four-star wing out of Baltimore. And then Cameron Corin, three-star forward for now um, out of Texas. Uh, both chester Frazier guys. Like, this could be a, a chester Frazier class because Sincere Harris, um, Jaden Epps, both – he was the lead recruiter for both those guys. Obviously, Cam Whitmore out of Baltimore. I mean, Chester Frazier is a Baltimore native. That's his stopping grounds. Then Texas, you know, but Cam Corn was a guy that he'd recruited at Virginia Tech. Uh, They'll both be here, both kind of like priority. Elmoid targets at this point would make kind of round out that class pretty nicely, you know, with the two cams, but they'll be in a non COVID world, you know, before the game, they'd be able to go down, you know, on the field, you know, in the end zone area, get pictures. And then you know they'd watch the game with the team you know, from the stands. I'm not sure if the, the same protocols will be in place and the same schedule, but they'll get a chance to see what Champagne urbana is like when there's people here. No, I'd be interested there's there's to see what
0: kind of cr- crowd shows up
1: uh, uh, I mean, s- Saturday. I
0: Have they given you an estimate on uh, game week? Thirty-five thousand, maybe.
1: I th- feel like you know Jason Hagemeyer, who's all things tickets for mm-hmm. athletics, was on Saturday Sports Talk with Lauren Tate, Steve Kelly. Uh, not this Saturday, but the Saturday previously, and I think they were at sort of the th- in the thirty thousand so okay. tickets sold. Um, will that mean that many people in the stands? Because tickets sold and right actual people there have never uh, those two numbers. Almost never are the same. But. Yeah, I don't
0: have a uh, don't feel a buzz yet you know, that I anticipated. Uh, maybe it's because it's so
1: hot. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be. It's yeah, gonna, and maybe the it's scu- at the weather's like ninety-one. On, yeah, at kickoff, maybe we'll see. But
0: Ed Bond is hyped. I know that the radio crew is ready. Yeah,
1: I, I wonder if there will be people that because everything is always pushed everything to to mobile ticketing. If there's people that on game day. Kinda just kinda of wait and see maybe what the weather's like, what mm-hmm. they're feeling on Saturday early afternoon or late morning. Maybe kinda of what they think about all of the but still, yeah, you know, the pandemic's not over. Kind of how they're feeling there, that they buy just tickets. Okay. They're, the the walk ups are people at home maybe a half hour before the game, are like, yeah, maybe I'll go and they can just get a mobile ticket and and they're good.
0: Alright, well CAMS go to CAMS, you think? Or the is the bar scene. Well, I, I mean, I I don't know.
1: Are we talking about the recruits named Cam? Or?
0: 18, right? 19 gets you in a bar.
1: Yeah. That's probably still a little, a little careful. My son tells me. About <laughs> uh, sounds like you might know. <laughs> uh, my source. Yeah, your source. I'm not sure that like okay. that'll be the focal point of right. an official visit.
0: Well, I did drive what? around campus last night, and uh, what I'm getting to, not necessarily the bars, but, man, there's a lot of people out. It it feels like campus is kind of back, you know, after last year's ghost town look. And that can't hurt the Illinois basketball recruiting uh, well, effort.
1: It's the same for every campus, essentially. I mean, things were not the same last year, and mm-hmm. there, but there was no recruiting. So, I mean, they were selling, you know, video tours of an empty campus maybe, Uh yeah just having people around I think it, it makes a difference just getting a vibe of what things are like and then I think you still show them maybe show them video of that what March 8th to 2020 Iowa game at State Farm Center mm-hmm. where the place is packed and the environment for that I think you sell that as well because you don't want to lean all on the 30,000 people showed up at a 60,000 seat football stadium and You're going to get a full house for basketball.
0: Hey, while you were gone, the Rebounders uh, Booster Club had a fun golf outing. I understand Chester Frazier uh, asked for lessons after that, but you know Brad Underwood's really good at golf. Good turnout at Lincolnshire Fields. And what was neat, and this is something the basketball program is really good at, Scott Ritchie, and that's uh, engaging with its biggest fans. They had a first-ever... Poolside chat on the Sunday before the golf outing, where the coaches entertained the rebounders and asked and answered all their questions by a pool. Well, outside.
1: So Poolside chat. It's a it's a good effort, and okay, um, yeah. But this Illinois basketball staff is mean, obviously new, but you know, led by Brad Underwood, and from the beginning, like they've been pretty good about interacting with you know, the fans and the public. and There was a real stark difference there between Illinois basketball and Illinois football for a while. I think, you know, maybe Brett Bielmo and his staff will, will change that. Of course, they're in the, in the heat of training camp and then preparation for the Nebraska game. But it seems like, you know, Brett Bielmo's... Mm-hmm. He's putting himself out there as well. If
0: you read your Sunday print edition of the News Gazette, uh, Jim Matson from Peoria wrote. Um, we asked yeah. we asked different media members different questions, and uh, thank you for all the answers. They were all really good, but his was really revealing in that, you know, he thought Bielema came in with a reputation of being snooty and standoffish and conceited, and then boy, he just put him in his place first press conference.
1: Yeah, I, I remember I was just you know watching that one and. When Jim asked that question, and the answer he got the answer he got was a good one, but then yeah, I think and Brett Bima kind of talked about it like when he was at Wisconsin, he thought he was on top of the world, could do it all, and you know then he challenged himself in the s e c and it didn't work and I think you know he learned from that, but I think from since he was hired, he's made every correct move now it just comes down to can you win some football games, sure
0: Lauren Tate, our special guest, last week. Uh, Thank you, Lauren, for doing that. He kind of closed the podcast with, uh, I asked him, any chance Underwood gets courted and maybe thinks about leaving this wonderful community. And he
1: said, nope. Well, I think, I mean, I wouldn't say he probably wouldn't be courted, maybe. But I think I agree with Lauren that he's... Maybe has all he needs as a coach, really, yeah, in in Champagne. Obviously, the commitment's been made financially, not only to him but for his staff, for this renovated, expanded practice facility. The commitment was made before that to renovate State Farm Center, uh, bring it, you know, into kind of a a new era. Um, obviously has the support of Josh Whitman, which is important. Uh, I, I don't know that he'd be uh, looking for more or looking for something different, uh, but that won't keep programs from potentially courting him, especially if Illinois keeps winning. Um, I, I don't know if there's you know, a job out there that he would maybe target more than this one right now. All right,
0: let's go back on the court real quick before we uh, let you go for the week. Um, Give me some updates on some current Illini, maybe how they're progressing, how they're practicing, how they're lifting, getting stronger, I guess. What do we know?
1: Well, in terms of, we'll just maybe work backwards from there, the getting stronger part, you know, there was time on the court, obviously, during the summer, you know, for individual small group full team basketball workouts but a big chunk of their time was spent in the weight room with Adam Fletcher which was important for obviously the three freshmen who could all stand to you know get bigger and stronger I think you know Luke Goody's probably from a physical standpoint the closest in terms of being maybe Big Ten ready uh, just because he devoted a lot of time in his senior year at Fort Wayne Homestead to lifting and, you know, a weight program that he did with a trainer in Fort Wayne that, you know, had connections with Adam Fletcher. So, you know, like he got a jump start there. But also important for Andre Carbello, Coleman Hawkins, you know, Brandon Lee, you know, guys that did not get a real summer, you know, last year and while we're on the topic of coleman hawkins i'm not sure that your know, brett underwood was more comp- complimentary of anybody more so than, than him this summer's in terms of you know, the pro- progress he's made on the court getting bigger yeah, and stronger certainly as well but he's, he's an interesting piece for illinois and your brett was talked about his versatility coleman hawkins versatility since he got here didn't utilize it last year maybe didn't need to maybe couldn't in some instances where just Coleman wasn't ready totally but as he gets older maybe develops his game more just the fact that he's 6'10 can stretch the floor as a shooter really good passer like that's a, a unique piece that Illinois hasn't had really um, so we'll see what that means but then also I mean Alfonso Plummer I mean got rape reviews as he came in but I mean, he should. he's a veteran guy I think you know fits what Brad Under was looking for and just in terms of like really kind of hard nose just tough guard. So, I don't know. I think you're never going to hear like, oh, man, these summer workouts were just terrible. Like it's all good news out of the basketball camp. But I think, you know, there was some some growth there and some real growth that will help this season.
0: All right, Scott Ritchie, besides the AP Top 25 for basketball, he's also going to handle our football Top 25 vote this fall as Bob Osmussen recuperates from some time off. That's neat that you're doing football.
1: Yeah, I had to do a little catch-up mode All right, but I b- before I submitted my first ballot, but I haven't been torched on the Internet for it, so I must have done okay. I okay. had Alabama number one, I think. I would very- Anything short of that than the Crimson Tide faithful would have been. Yep marching on Savoy with torches and pitchforks.
0: All right, but it's the basketball poll that I promised we'd talk about, and I know you, It's a work in progress, has been all year uh, from the time the championship game ends to the time practice starts.
1: Yeah, well especially in what college basketball is now where teams change and maybe some change so much between April and then October when the the preseason ballot will be due. But yeah, it's a. Uh, I have some ideas. You know, I've pieced together you know, multiple top tens. You know, sort of top twenty five here and there. But like I mentioned, you know, Memphis will have to be accounted for. I'm still waiting to see like if Amani Bates does go there, they'll get a bump. If he goes to Oregon, which was sort of his other non professional route option, then the Ducks obviously get a pretty good boost. So.
0: My question to you, Mr. Ritchie, is you seem to be pretty high on Illinois when Kofi said he'd come back eventually, and maybe listed them in your top ten. I did. Uh, But now, number five on a national scene, I see more of a like a fifteen to twelve range for Illinois. Uh, Tell me why that's happening, and maybe why you're a little uh, more sold on them than anybody else.
1: Well, I think even with Kofi's return. I mean, there's questions about Illinois in a post-Io DeSumo world. And I think they're, they're relevant questions. They're realistic questions because Io did so much, not only this past season where he was an All-American, but the, the season before, and especially at the end of games. Like, who will be the quote-unquote closer uh, is, a thing to be determined. I think there's maybe several players that could fill that role. Yeah, maybe it'll be a closer by committee type of deal. Whereas, you know, last year the year before, even really, you know, Iowa's freshman year if you think about the the Michigan State game at home, he was that guy. Um, so and also, you know, without Io, I think the offense will look a little different. Um, there's still going to be a lot of pick and roll action, you know, ball screen action between Andre Corbello, Kofi Coburn, but there's this you know, collection of shooters that Illinois has this year that they've only sort of added to, you know, with a healthy Austin Hutcherson, with Brandon Pajemski, with Luke Goody, R.J. Melendez was a pretty good shooter in high school. Alfonso Plummer, Devontae Williams, you know, making fifty-four, fifty-five percent of the threes he takes. You know, they had a lot of those guys last year. They have even more this year, and I'm curious to see how they utilize them better because they weren't a bad three-point shooting team last year because they were certainly better than the year before. which was not a high bar but they were not a real prolific three-point shooting team. They didn't shoot a ton. I think I think they'll shoot like Brad was talked about shooting more and I'd just like to see kind of what that looks like but I mean Illinois is going to be a top 25 team. I'll probably have them ranked higher than, than most just because I feel like I have a pretty firm grasp on who they can be. Maybe more so than people outside of Champagne, But I don't. there's no risk that they're not going to be ranked to start the year.
0: No one messes with Scott Ritchie. Is it understood?
1: In a roundabout way, that's what I was trying to say. Yeah. and I'm, I got your
0: back, too. Okay. So that, I'll, I'll, I'll direct the emails to you, then. You come see me. We'll make that happen. All right, Scott Ritchie. Still, despite your vacation, you were posting uh, 6 a.m. every morning. Uh, good morning, Illini Nation. Love it. What you got brewing this week? Some fresh content, I hope.
1: Yeah, um be some some interesting notes. Lots of you know, some recruiting. Um one I'm kinda of working on is just you know, how many Illinois recruiting targets have been on the move this off because transfers don't just happen in college basketball. They're they're a thing uh, in high school basketball as well. In fact, you know, A Z Arizona Compass Prep um as essentially a whole new roster. You know, Illinois was obviously recruiting Ty Ty Washington out of that school last year could be one of the I mean they'll be one of the best teams in the country maybe the best team in the country but they've got some several new players including Illinois targets you know like Colin Smith who's originally from Dallas Texas four star 2022 forward and then you know Champagne Urbana's own Colin Boswell who moved out to California to start his high school career played really well as a freshman and as a sophomore made the u.s. junior national team that's playing starting this week you know in an international event and then he's going to play for compass prep so uh, the transfer portal quote unquote is a thing in all levels of basketball
0: all right before i let you go i need your take on the nba and how io uh, left summer league and uh, any other alumni out there trying to make a team
1: yeah well i mean I.O. had a, a strong finish to summer league and you know Because I think you know those last couple of games where he was sort of putting a different role with the ball in his hand more, um, which is certainly kind of where he thrives. It's maybe not his NBA future necessarily. I mean, he's not. I don't think he'll be a you know the lead point guard for the Bulls. Certainly not now, and maybe not for a couple of years, or wherever he ends up. Maybe it won't be Chicago, but he played well. Doesn't change the roster dynamics. In Chicago right now, is you know when he got drafted, things look great. Then the next day they traded for Lonzo Ball and then signed Alice Caruso, then traded for DeMar DeRozan, I think everybody knows, and and then they re-signed Javante Green, who's you know a wing that played for them last year, Zach Levine, Kobe White. It's a crowded backcourt, is what I'm trying to say. And if he winds up spending more time with the Windy City Bulls in the G League, just so he can get playing time, get reps don't be surprised based on the Twitter reaction to summer league. Like when Patrick Williams was taking all the shots because he was the number four pick a year prior and the bulls told him take all the shots. Uh, Illinois fans were not thrilled about that on the the social media platforms, but so I sort of assume they'll have similar feelings when he's in the aisles, probably in the G league, Uh, but just like relax. He got a guaranteed two year deal for, you know, 2 point something million dollars uh, he'll be fine wait
0: you said Illinois fans weren't happy on social media what?
1: yeah as uh, surprising mm. as that may sound mm.
0: you know who's happy I'm happy that you're back Scott Richie I appreciate you dropping all the knowledge I appreciate your upbringing your hometown all that see it's just a feel good episode of Inside the Lineup of Basketball uh, did I keep my promise
1: I did for one for podcast
0: alright this is a wonderful thing We'll go out to lunch after this. All right. Scott Richie, appreciate all the help. Good luck at the football game this weekend. I understand you'll be covering that as well.
1: Yeah, just Good. uh, you know, Jack of all trades, all master right. of hopefully some of them.
0: <laughs> Excellent. Thanks, Scott. See you next Monday.